Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network from Birmingham, Alabama, site of the National Association of Black Journalists National Convention. Donald Trump arraigned. The black judge tells him he commits any crimes. She will throw him in prison, and he cannot talk to any witnesses outside of the presence of his attorneys. Also on today's show, Kathleen McElroy, the black professor who Texas A&M screwed over uh, when it came to hiring her to run the Department of Journalism, settles for $1 million with the university. In addition, the university also lays out the timeline, and it proved the president, Kathleen Banks, who resigned, was lying the entire time, and that members on the Board of Regents interfered and meddled in this process of hiring her. Also, six cops who were involved in the brutal beating of two black men in Mississippi all have pled guilty. We've been covering that story uh, a number of times right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, it's a lot we're going to break it down on today's show. It is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. He's real the best, you know he's rolling Montana. 
folks, Donald Trump was in a Washington, D.C. courtroom today, arraigned after being indicted by special counsel Jack Smith on four felony counts. The thing today, the judge in this case made clear to him that if he has any conversations with witnesses outside of the presence of his lawyers or if he commits any crimes while he is uh, out, she is going to put him in jail. Of course, the grandstanding thug-in-chief had a lot to say. Here's him speaking uh, today. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C., and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much. Want these, like, do you want these trials to happen before the Well, folks, uh, the liar continued to lie. You saw him taking shots at Washington, D.C., uh, complaining about uh, graffiti. And that was all BS. We know, doggone well, uh, that is sheer stupidity coming from Donald Trump, but he is who he is. Uh, he talks about how he's leading by Biden a lot in the polls. That's also a lie. Uh, talk of, and, but let me also remind people. Washington, D.C., as a city, was on lockdown on January 6th because of the actions of Donald Trump and the domestic terrorists that assembled uh, outside of the Capitol uh, on that particular day. And so uh, you see how Republicans are trying to play this, this whole deal, persecution, persecution. Oh, this is not what uh, it was intended. Well, also, guess what? They also didn't expect the person who occupied the Oval Office uh, to literally try to overthrow the government in order to remain in power, even though he lost the election. I want to bring in our panel right now. Uh, they join us to talk about this, uh, cr uh, critically uh, important uh, issues uh, of the day. Um, and again, you know, I'm just sort of just laughing uh, at this whole thing uh, with uh, Donald Trump, because again, uh, he wants us, he's just still gaslighting us and wants us to believe uh, that he is just uh, innocent. Well, you know, yeah, innocent to proven guilty, but we also know what's going on. Reese Colbert, host of the Reese Colbert Show, Sirius XM Radio, joins us right now. Glad to have you, Reese. Candace Kelly, legal analyst, South Orange, New Jersey, uh, and we'll have Dr. Greg Carr, Department of Afro American Studies at Howard University, Washington, D.C. Glad to have all three of you here. Uh, Candace, I want to start with you. Uh, I mean, look, these are some serious charges. Anybody who reads the document really understands how major they are. And Republicans keep trying to say free, free speech, free speech. Again, they, Smith puts in the 45 pages that you can actually say that you won the election. But there's a difference between you saying it and you acting upon it. That's right. It's a difference between you saying it because, you, as you said, you can believe what you want to believe. You can actually believe a lie. You can create lies. But what happened here was that 
Donald Trump actually used lies in order to try to carry out part B of his plan, and that is to try to make other people think that they were, um, that they had the power in order to overturn the election, which they didn't. So there's one thing to have your own truth, but it's another thing to have somebody bring you in, and that's what this case is all about. It is about a conspiracy, albeit he's the only one that was mentioned, and I think that that was a great strategy by, um, by, uh, by the government to do that. But this is something that goes much further and much deeper than just boxes inside a bathroom or on a stage in your club in Bedminster. There were bodies on the ground. And so this is why, even though this is his third indictment, fourth indictment is probably coming at least by August 15th um, from, the, uh, from Georgia, what we have is something that is major, something that is serious. People have died, and he was in the middle of this. So that's what makes this distinctly different, and not just something that's going to be talked about in passing, but this is going to go down in history. The January 6th insurrection was something that people would have never, ever believed. He was found uh, in, this, in this document, according to Jack Smith, to have uh, uh, tried to defraud the United States of America, to take away the basic right to vote. The right to vote is something that has been on the chopping block for years and will be for years to come. And this is someone who, according to his own words and by other people's words, mind you, nobody else was mentioned, but we have the titles of people and we know who they probably are, they are corroborating. It will be interesting to see, Roland, who their star witnesses will be, because in the indictment, we see that there are quotes, quotes between Mike Pence and Trump. Who could have given those quotes? It wasn't Trump. Could it have been Pence? Was it a recording? It, these star witnesses are going to be very important. It is more than uh, probably the six people that we've alluded to in the document that are now turning on Donald Trump. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Greg, uh, it is uh, only apropos that he was uh, charged using the Klan Act. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that first charge, conspiracy to violate civil rights, uh, is pursuant to Section 241 of the United States Code. And as you said, Roland, this was uh, a law that was uh, enacted by Congress to go after the Klan. Um, It was expanded in the mid-20th century to start uh, going after those who attempted to suppress voting rights. Um, and, And that's important. I mean, that, that it is ironic, isn't it? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I echo everything that Candace just said. You know, this is the indictment we were waiting for. As Sheriff Fannie Willis, we're still waiting on Brother Bragg out of New York. But this federal indictment in the District of Columbia, so this isn't going to be a Florida jury. This is a jury of the citizens of the District of Columbia. Uh, footnote. If you're in the District of Columbia, make sure you're arrested to vote. You might get pulled into this jury pool. Wouldn't that be interesting? I'm sure that Donald Trump is losing his mind right now at the prospect of uh, 12 jurors from the District of Columbia sitting in judgment over him. And, uh, yeah, as Magistrate Judge um, um, uh, uh, Yupit Hayaya said today uh, when she said, you know, let's get this hearing before um, uh, Judge Chetkin as soon as possible, uh, the Trump's attorneys pushed back and said, hey, you know, the government has had years. And it's OK, I'll give you a little bit more time. How's August 28th? And a lot of convergences uh, going on. And of course, we know that uh, Judge Chuckin has been the hardest judge on the January 6th white rioters so far. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see this. Uh, he's going to try to push it past the elections, of course. And, and he already succeeded in pushing it past the first debate. I think that's the 23rd, correct me if I'm wrong, Roland. Uh, he hadn't said whether he's going to participate in that, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, this circus is uh, this circus is in full swing. You know, the, the, the thing here, um, uh, Reese, again, as, as we watch Republicans uh, just lose it uh, over this, I mean, they are hell-bent on literally protecting this thug-in-chief. And... Uh, you know, they want to sit here and they want us, oh, uh, this is, again, free speech and he's being persecuted. You've got clueless Senator Tim Scott with a tweet talking about, oh, I'm, I'm just so concerned about, you know, the two forms of justice. I mean, how embarrassing is he as a black man to talk about there are two justice systems involving uh, this rich, egotistical, narcissistic white man? And we know the reality of a dual justice system and how it impacts black people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a complete joke. It's ridiculous. And they're trying to try to draw some false equivalence with Hunter Biden. Look, Hunter Biden might have smoked a little bit of crack. He might have got a couple of prostitutes, allegedly, reportedly, whatever the situation may be. But he didn't try to take over the whole damn country. He has never ran for office, and he's not trying to. And so the fact of the matter is that we saw with our own two eyes— Donald Trump and his MAGA nuts try to overthrow the United States government because when you do not want to let the the the, the results of an election where uh, hundreds of millions of people voted 
actually be certified and have the true winner declared by Congress, then you're trying to overthrow the country. And so all the gaslighting that they're doing is absolutely doing nothing to move their party forward. But I think that the long game here for Republicans is not actually to try to have this fake idea of believing in democracy. We know that they've been full of crap for so long. The Supreme Court has gutted the Voting Rights Act. The Republican Party's whole strategy of winning is suppressing the vote as much as possible, gerrymandering the vote. The reality is the long term, as Dr. Carr likes to point out, is that this country's back is going to be broken. Our political system is not going to withstand in the same way that we know it now. And that's largely because Republicans know they can't win on the vote. And so Donald Trump and what he's trying to do in terms of staging a coup on this country is where Republicans ultimately feel like they're going to have to go. I don't know when and I don't know how long it's going to be, but that's where they know they're heading. And that's why they're not so quick to try to to try to downplay Trump or try to um, to divorce themselves from Trump because he still has the base and they still need the base to get reelected. You know, Candace, uh, again, when we talk about legally uh, what is happening here, um, when this just makes clear, you cannot be sitting here doing anything with witnesses. We know for hmm. a fact he has been flouting the law uh, in doing that. And I think it is important for the judge to say that I appreciate the Fulton County Sheriff coming out the other day and saying he is not going to be treated separately than anybody else. If he is indicted, he is going to be arrested, he is going to be booked, and there's going to be a mugshot. And to me, that's what is laughable when Tim Scott talks. The reality is Donald Trump has got been treated in, uh, in a special way by not fingerprinting him, no mugshot or whatever. No, damn that. The law is the law. If it happens with Pookie and if it happens to Jamal and it happens, happens uh, to Lakeisha, if it happens to anybody else, he should have to go through the same damn legal system. He should have to go through the same legal system. And I think it was interesting today that when he was in court, they called him Mr. Trump. Um, and I thought that that was a little bit of a coup because people refer to him as the president or, you know, um, this is something that he's not used to. And while he has not gone through the same thing that, you know, a Jamal would go through, he certainly is getting the treatment by the feds the way that he should in terms of the fact that let's start by the indictment itself. I mentioned earlier that he is the only person mentioned, and that is strategy. That is good strategy. What they are doing is they are thinking far beyond today's date. He is not trying to have anything happen before the election. What Jack Smith has said is that, you know what, let's keep this, this narrowly tailored to focus on Trump. We can mention some titles of other people, but we don't want to mention other people involved in this conspiracy, because that means that down the line, three to four lawyers for each person will be involved. And that prolongs this whole process when you're asking for evidence, asking for documents. So on the one level, he is getting special treatment. But on the other level, he's also getting another type of special treatment. And that is uh, the government. That's the Department of Justice honing on him and coming in, strategically speaking, to make sure that they are kind of ahead of the game when we look at the calendar. Listen, Alvin Bragg, he has even said, you can actually take the time that I have allotted for Donald Trump and his particular court case. If you need that time in order to move it up, I will wait. I will wait. So I think he's getting special treatment rolling in two different ways, one that he likes and one that he certainly does not like.
Folks, hold tight one second. I got to go to a break. We come back. We'll talk with a uh, black woman who ran for uh, the Virginia legislature. She uh, lost by 49 votes. She's now suing Democrats in the state, alleging irregularities. We'll talk with her also. Six cops in Mississippi brutally beat two black men. They pled guilty today uh, in court. We'll tell you the details of that uh, as well. Lots to break down, including the black professor who was screwed over by Texas A&M University where they pulled an offer because they got criticism from white conservatives. Guess what? Texas A&M is about to pay her a million dollars and the university admits the wrongdoing that took place in the hiring process, including significant meddling by members of the Board of Regents. We'll have all of that for you folks. It's time to, uh, we'll be right back on Roland Martin Unfiltered, the Black Star Network. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also, of course, uh, contribute to our show by joining our Brina Funk fan club, senior chicken money orders, P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-019. Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, PayPal R Martin Unfiltered, Venmo is RM Unfiltered, Zell Roland at RolandSMartin.com, Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. 
an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. This week on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, reparations, is it finally time? Two of the country's foremost authorities on the subject will join me to try to answer that very question. A powerful installment of The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, right here, only on the Black Star Network. Bruce Smith, creator and executive producer of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, uh, the, the, the Virginia legislature, all seats are up uh, in November. They recently had the primaries, uh, and uh, one um, woman, an uh, African-American woman, she ran uh, against in the Democratic primary. Uh, she lost by 49 votes to an African-American uh, brother. She now is claiming irregularities and is suing uh, the state Democratic Party. Makia Little joins us right now. Uh, glad to have you here on the show. So, Makia, real simple, what is the basis of your lawsuit? Thank you for having me on your show, Roland. Uh, the basis of my lawsuit is basically not only did the Democratic Party of Virginia break their own policies, but also that the Board of Elections allowed what um, is considered an impure election. And not only has this been done in my race, by the way, I'm still running, um, not only has this been done in my primary, um, it's become a pattern and practice in Virginia politics where if the Democrats, the Democratic Party perceives any non-incumbent as a threat, your paperwork suddenly disappears and you somehow disappear from the ballot. And based on the research that I've done, it, be, it, it has become um, what you identify as uh, white minority resistance, because I believe the same way that um, white Americans who are drunken by power uh, recognize that uh, the browning of America is, is inevitable. What they've done is essentially position themselves to maintain power and control by, I'll, I'll call it sponsoring, uh, sponsoring people of color to, to run for certain positions. And as long as those individuals are willing to fall in line. Um, that's who essentially gets the party nod. And so those who are genuinely so running... So, so one second, one second, you, one second, one second. You called it an impure election. Yes. What does that mean? 
Okay, so for my particular race, uh, one of the things that they did was use um, manipulative sample ballots. So when most Democrats go to the polls in the fall, which is when most of us vote, a lot of us don't vote during primaries, we are used to receiving some sort of sample ballot, like a blue piece of paper with names checked as far as who has received the party nomination. They use that in a primary while wearing official committee gear. Another thing that they did was um, allow my opponent to maintain no, his... No, 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 one second, one second. I got to go, because you said it again. You said the Board of Elections allowed an impure election. Yes. So are you alleging that the Board of... Are you alleging that the Board of Elections um, was engaging irregularities, or are you alleging that the Democratic Party was... Because One in the, the county, same. Because because the county because, because the county board the the county board of elections mm -hmm. oversees the election, not the party. Even though the primaries are Republican Democratic primaries. Right, but the Virginia Board of Elections certifies the election. I went in person, okay. read my complaint that I had sent in advance. So that at least should spark an investigation, or for the Democratic Party to be able to say we've investigated this and we uh, verify that this was done based on our policies. My complaint was completely but, but ignored. You said, but, you, but, but you mentioned but you mentioned the ballots. But, but I think I'll go back. I'm still trying to say you mentioned the ballots. You mm -hmm. said that uh, that you're what? OK, are you saying your name wasn't on a sample ballot, which is not the actual ballot? Or are you saying that your name did not appear on actual ballots that voters voted with which one so my name my opponent's name was the only name checked on these sample ballots that were being passed out by official committee members of the democratic party okay but but a sample ballot is not an actual ballot so that is correct do, okay so so are you so you're saying that they, they broke their own rules by passing out sample ballots, haven't they used sample ballots in previous elections? The, the, the rule is, is that the committee cannot officially endorse a candidate before that candidate is nominated. So if you have official committee members handing out sample ballots with only one candidate's name checked in a three-way primary, that is an endorsement. Actually, that's not an endorsement. An actual endorsement is if an actual endorsement is if a body takes an actual vote and as a body they endorse. But do, do the rules state that an individual, an individual operating as an individual cannot pass out sample ballots? So what is so what is it? What do the rules say? So did, did, the, did Democratic the Democratic Party to the Democratic Party take an actual vote endorsing your opponent? No, but they took a position. And 10.11 reads, party endorsements, the Democratic Party of Virginia and any of its components, including county and city Democratic committees, congressional district committees, the state central committee, okay. the state steering committee, and state party caucuses may not formally endorse contested candidates for office prior to their nomination. The aforementioned groups also may not endorse during the reorganization process or officers' elections at any level 
of the Democratic Party. And the individuals that are listed as being representatives are identified right. as the chairs, the sub, the vice chairs, like anybody, any individual who is a representative of the party cannot endorse. And so if you're wearing official okay, committee so you care, mentioned earlier about... Right, right, right. And you are passing out. And I actually approached one of the Woodbridge District chairperson who was wearing okay. a Prince County Democratic T-shirt passing out my opponent's ballots. And I said, you know, I have no problem with you supporting whomever you want to support. However, I do take issue with you doing so wearing official committee gear because what you are communicating to voters is that this person has already received the support of the committee visually. So you, 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 you mentioned earlier about, first of all, your opponent who won is African-American male, correct? He is. There were, all three of us were African-American. So, but you assert, but, okay, all three African-American, but you asserted that it was a form of white, essentially white supremacy, that they were handpicking somebody. So are, so are you upset that white members were supporting a black candidate? So what's the, I mean, because it's not like it's not like they were supporting a white candidate over you. You're upset that a black candidate won. It's not that I'm upset a black candidate won. You just mentioned Tim Scott. Can we not agree that all skin folk can folk? Well, Tim Scott is a Republican in South Carolina. You run against two other Democrats, correct? I am. I am. OK, so what so what I'm saying is so uh, uh, again, so. Is it that, because, again, you made the comment about, you know, mm -hmm. them basically picking somebody black to do what they want. So yes. are you saying that the person who won, are you saying the person who won would not represent black interest? Absolutely not. What are you actually saying? When, okay. All right. So, so you, fi you filed your complaint. Mm-hmm. And... The board didn't. The board still wouldn't certify the election. You said I'm still a candidate. How? If they certify the election and he won, how are you still a candidate? He won the party nomination. Okay. So, are you running in November as an independent? Well, the lawsuit that I filed is requesting that as a remedy for them running an impure election, breaking their own rules, which there is no remedy for in the law. So the law assumes that right. everything is done on the up and up. And it was not. And okay. we have 265 pages of exhibits but, demonstrating that. And so... My whole point is you, you actually... But you called yourself still a candidate, but you're actually not. You filed a lawsuit, but it's mm -hmm. not like there's some sort of injunction. It's not, it's not like the race hasn't been certified. So the Board of Elections has already certified the race, Correct. Correct. There are options. So your opponent right? is actually the nominee. So you're so you're hoping that you're able to you're able to stop him from being the nominee come the fall, correct? He can be the Democratic nominee. Um, my thing is, is there should be remedies for the Board of Elections and the Democratic Party going against their own policies and plans and, and legal responsibilities of ensuring a pure election by either extending the deadline for me to run as an independent and worst case scenario, running as a write-in candidate. But at this point, there are oh, no wait a minute. So why? So so well, first of all, uh, hold on. When you hold on, when you say extend the deadline, so 
that has the deadline passed for you to run as an independent in November? June 20th is the deadline for candidates to file as an independent. Yes. Okay, so what prohibits you from running as a write-in candidate? Nothing. Okay, so, um, so you so you so you're. Do you plan on running as a write-in candidate in November? The preference is obviously to be printed on the ballot, and that's what we're requesting in the lawsuit, because right now the members of my district have no choice; they have no option. Okay. 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 Um, has it? And, and last question for you: uh, Have you received a response from? Uh, the county or the state Democratic Party? Um, the only response I've received so far is retaliation. They uh, dismantled or had Act Blue take down my fundraising page. They've um, complained about me on Facebook and had my social media pages attempted to have them disabled. And that is where the losing it comes in because, well, again... Well, first of all, when you say they took down your fundraising page... But don't they do that after a primary is over? No, you can you can you don't, fundraise. You don't, leave up, you don't leave. You can fundraise as long as you continue to file your quarterly reports. Nothing prohibits anyone from fundraising. I could essentially launch a campaign okay. for two years from now and continue fundraising, which is okay. what Donald Trump, as you as you uh, uh, say, has done. You know, with the legal fund and all the things. Um, anyone can continue fundraising. And so what it is, is that they've recognized gotcha. that um, fundraising is definitely a strong suit. And so is social media as a graphic designer. Um, and so it's basically their way of retaliating for not falling in line. Gotcha. OK. All right. Uh, well, we'll certainly see what happens in this case. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate your time. All right, folks, I got to go to a break. We come back. We're going to talk about the case out of Mississippi. Six cops all plead guilty. Brutal beating of two black men. We'll tell you about that. We'll also talk about Texas a University uh, coming clean. Well, not necessarily. Uh, with how Kathleen McElroy, a black professor, was being treated. They now got to pay her a million dollars for treating her with great disrespect. We're going to explain to you all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All that took place there as well. Uh, You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Up next on The Frequency with me, D. Barnes, the poetess, Felicia Morris is in the house. She's an MC, a recording artist, uh, a hip-hop historian, broadcast journalist, and an entrepreneur. The advantages was I got to do an album and hear my music on the radio and travel around the country with a major label. I was um, label mates with Tupac and Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Welcome the poetess right here on The Frequency in the Black Star Network. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie. How are you being of service to others? Doing for someone beside yourself is such a big part of living a balanced life. We'll talk about what that means, the generation that missed that message, and the price that we're all paying as a result. Well, now all I see is mama getting up in the morning, going to work, maybe dropping me off at school, then coming back home at night. And then I really didn't have any type of time with the person that really was there to nurture me and prepare me and to show me what uh, a life looked like and what service looked like. That's all on the next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, the studies show that millennials and Gen Xers will be less well off than their parents. What can we do to make sure that we get to children younger and that they have the right money habits? Well, joining me on the next Get Wealthy is an author who's created a master playbook. Be willing to share some of your money mistakes, right? If that's what if that's what you have to lean on, um, start with the money mistakes that you have made, but don't just tell the mistake, right? Tell the lesson in the mistake. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Hey, what's up? It's Sammy Roman. Hey, it's John Murray, the executive producer of the new Sherry Shepard Talk Show. Hey, it's me, Sherry Shepard, and you know what you're watching, Roland Martin Unfiltered.
All right, folks, let's talk craziness in Florida. Now, we see what's happening with African-American studies and what's happening. Do you know what these fools are actually doing? They now are allowing PragerU, the hardcore right-wing uh, conservative site, to now provide educational materials to students in the classrooms. PragerU kids, an offshoot of PragerU, uh, they're, they're going to have, they got videos pushing right-wing propaganda. The roughly 350 videos on the PragerU Kids YouTube channel range from anti-Black Lives Matter messaging to, uh, to colonialist apologia, climate denialism, and the deradicalization of Martin Luther King Jr. Seriously, John Neffel, senior writer uh, with the Rapid Response of Media Matters, joins us right now. Uh, and here's the deal, John, that people need to understand. Two Texas billionaires gave PragerU $7 million to start. They raised $22 million the first year, $25 million the second year. And their whole goal uh, was to reach gen millennials and Gen Z uh, through their YouTube channel. New York Times did a big story on them. This is a perfect example of how the right wing in Florida is allowing right wing ideology to come in. So while they're trying to get rid of DEI, they're attacking CRT. They got no problem with these nutcases having their videos shared in classrooms all across, all across Florida. Yeah, PragerU Kids is absolutely right-wing propaganda. There's no other way to say it. And as you just mentioned, their early funding came from two hydrofracking multi-billionaires, Dan and Ferris Wilkes. So much of the PragerU Kids curriculum is explicitly uh, embraces climate uh, denialism, and that helps to explain why the the uh, curriculum or the programming writ large, as you said is chock full of anti-black racism, anti-LGBTQ messaging, um, inaccurate history, uh, copaganda. Really, the list goes on. And this is now um, approved for use in uh, Florida public schools from uh, from K to 12. Um, it, it is uh, crazy what we're seeing here. But again, this is what Ron DeSantis is doing. And people need to enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Understand what their strategy is. They do not want, and I keep saying this here, all these folks freaked out when white kids were protesting in the wake of George Floyd. And what they're trying to say is, oh, no, 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 no. We cannot have uh, these white kids out here learning the other American history, which is actually the factual one. Exactly. One of the videos that I think uh, encapsulates what's going on so well is that there's a, a, a mini series, a sub series in the PragerU Kids universe where these two uh, uh, white kids, it's an animated show, uh, these two white kids go back in history and visit historical figures. And in one of the episodes, they go back and visit Booker T. Washington. And this episode is instructive for a couple of reasons, one of which is that it provides a truly awful history of the Civil War. The fictional Booker T. Washington tells these kids at one point um, that in, in describing the Civil War, he says, hundreds of thousands of men died in a war that resulted in my freedom. So what this line tells us is that it completely erases the uh, that that enslaved people liberated themselves, and all of the the um, existing scholarship on the Civil War says that that is the most historically accurate way to understand the conflict itself and the the lead up to it was was um, black people and enslaved uh, people uh, organizing to free themselves, freeing themselves, fighting alongside the Union Army. And then later on in that episode, um, the fictional Booker T. Washington says, uh, remember, children, future generations are never responsible for the sins of the past. And then one of the kids says, Okay, that's great. I'm not going to feel guilty about this historical stuff anymore. So, as you were just saying, this is um, a, a, a total reaction to kids of all races learning accurate U.S. history and, most importantly, learning how that history continues to order the present and continues to inform uh, racist domination, class exploitation, and other forms. Uh, of, of oppression that we live in uh, in the United States, and this is uh, an attempt to to, um, to to sort of cancel out any of that uh, progress and and revert to this comforting and false uh, notion that that there's kind of um, uh, uh, progress in the United States that that just happens automatically and that we have lived in a country of maybe there's been racism in the past, but there were never racists. And either way, it doesn't have anything to do with the present moment. Absolutely crazy. <coughs> uh, go to my panel. Questions, Reese. Yeah, um, I just wanted to make a comment that this isn't about education or teaching. It's about indoctrination. And it's funny how Republicans project that the liberal left or the progressives are the ones trying to indoctrinate people when that's exactly what they're trying to do. That's my comment. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Greg?
Rick, you're on a mute. Sorry about that, Rowan. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, so there you what do you think there about this? Thank you. What, well, thank you. What you what you think about this attempt by these uh, well-funded things like Prager? And I've looked at the Prager University website and the Prager Kids. Seems like the biggest views they get is like the ones between three and four hundred thousand for the Cash Course uh, videos, which I suppose is a riff on Clint Smith and them ca uh, cla Crash Course videos. Um, I saw the Frederick Douglass uh, video with the Lilo and Layla. Layla, I think that had 185,000 views. Ida B. Wells, another close to 150,000. But the Martin Luther King was six months ago posted when these kids go with him only about 37,000. And the Booker T. Washington only had about 28,000. I guess mm. my question to you is, what does this, these kind of, what do these kind of ventures say about the disruption of learning models and the increasing kind of attempt to intervene with digital platforms to displace classroom instruction and whether or not that's effective. And then the other question has to do with whether any of this will really matter in the classroom just because you can use something if it's not attached to assessment or driving instruction in that way, whether or not this will make a dent at all. To the to the the first point about uh, indoctrination from the, the the previous panelist, one thing that's so important to understand is that Prager, uh, the founder Dennis Prager, recently admitted at a conference um, in Philadelphia uh, held by Moms for Liberty, uh, which is designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, that that uh, it's a fair statement. That's his his phrase, quote, a fair statement to say that Prager U indoctrinates kids. So I absolutely agree that this is about indoctrination. As to the point about um, the, the context of this um, disrupting classroom models, I think it's it's very well made and that that um, PragerU Kids emerges or is, is launched in 2021, um, coming out of the COVID lockdowns and the right-wing backlash specifically against teachers unions and um and and so so this is what when you see the so-called uh, emergence of the the so-called parental rights movement um especially uh, in virginia that that pushed uh, glenn youngkin's gubernatorial campaign and of course parental rights is a euphemism that means uh, um, schools should prioritize the bigotries and anxieties of middle and, and upper class, uh, largely white families, and uh, not prioritize parents uh, who are black, who are LGBTQ, who uh, are immigrants, and that the parental rights movement has always been about privileging some parents uh, over the others, but but I think that that um, that that PragerU Kids is is a very specific response to to the power of labor and to the power of unions uh, during during COVID to uh, to to demand safety regulations, and as far as the the degree to which this is going to be adopted. It's a completely open question. There was local uh, uh, local reporting from an NBC News affiliate that surveyed 10 school districts, and only one of them, um, this was a couple days after the, the announcement that the uh, programming had been approved, and as of that point, only one school district had sort of said, yeah, you know, we might use this, we'll, we'll sort of see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of others had said they hadn't had a chance to review it, 
or that the window to approve curriculum had closed for this year. So I think that, that what you're seeing right now, especially in Florida, but also around the country on, on programs like this, is that people learn about PragerU kids and they're really, really uh, unhappy about it. And if you, if you exist outside the right-wing uh, echo chambers, this kind of stuff is totally radical, and it's and it's uh, it's a historical and, and you know anti scholarship and all the rest of it. So I think that that we are going to see a lot of parents uh, uh, contest this and and push back and say this is completely inappropriate for schools. We're we're seeing a little bit of that already, and I think it's it's only going to grow. Uh, crucially, PragerU is trying to use this approval as a pry bar to get into other states and to use this uh, this approval to to confer legitimacy on them. And I think that that the more attention that is on the content of what's in these videos, the harder it's going to be for them to get approval uh, in a sort of hush-hush way, which is the way that it happened in Florida and I think really kind of surprised everyone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Candace, Candace. Well, you mentioned the parents, and my question is about the parents. What is it that they can do when the time comes in order to stop this? And do you see them as having the power to be able to stop this uh, in, in Florida? What we've learned over the last couple of years is that school boards are incredibly powerful, and the right has really tried to flood school boards with bogus complaints, tried to hijack school boards with uh, with very far-right extreme candidates. That's right out of the Moms for Liberty playbook. And I think that that, that is going to be the site where a lot of this is contested. Um, parents uh, can, can lie lobby their, uh, their school boards, they can lobby their principals, uh, they can organize within their districts, because ultimately this the decision about whether uh, schools are going to um, use this material is one that's made district by district. And then uh, on a smaller level in school to school and then in classroom to classroom. So I think the, the other thing that's important to remember here is that the protections that come from teachers unions are absolutely crucial for teachers who see this and say, I don't want to include this in my in my curriculum because it's it, there's there's no merit to it. PragerU is not an accredited university. You can go to their website and it's right there at the bottom. It says this is not an accredited university. It's it's infotainment. And so I think that the key is going to be organizing locally um, defending labor rights, uh, you know, protecting your 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 local teachers union, and making sure that school boards are not completely taken over by these astroturf groups like Moms for Liberty. Mm-hmm. All right then, look, uh, it is again. I keep telling people uh, the battle is over controlling the narrative. That's what it boils down to. And that's what you see happening right here, how the right wing plays this. Uh, and so while a lot of these, um, uh, you know, while a lot of these progressives are focusing on entertainment, stuff along those lines, these folks are playing for keeps. John, we certainly appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much. Thanks for having me. Folks, we come back. We're going to talk about the case of Mississippi. Six cops plead guilty to federal civil rights charges. Texas A&M. Oh, they got to pay a black professor a million bucks because they screwed up. We'll discuss those two things when we come back on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Talk about blackness and what happens in black culture. We're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not Okay, getting. I'm going to hop off. Sure we wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hatred on the streets. A horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. An angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a background. 
This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Next, Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach. The studies show that millennials and Gen Xers will be less well off than their parents. What can we do to make sure that we get to children younger and that they have the right money habits? Well, joining me on the next Get Wealthy is an author who's created a master playbook. Be willing to share some of your money mistakes, right? If that's what if that's what you have to lean on, um, start with the money mistakes that you have made, but don't just tell the mistake, right? Tell the lesson in the mistake. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. This week on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, reparations, is it finally time? Two of the country's foremost authorities on the subject will join me to try to answer that very question. A powerful installment of The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, right here, only on the Black Star Network. What's up, Geek Tutor? You're in the place to be. You got Kate Touch at Mama's University, creator and executive producer of Fat Tuesdays, the air hip hop comedy. But right now, I'm rolling with Roland Martin, unfiltered, uncut, unplugged, and undamn believable. You hear me? Folks, Texas A&M University, they've announced a $1 million settlement with Kathleen McElroy, the University of Texas professor who A&M uh, agreed to hire to run the Department of Journalism. Okay, they were supposed to give her a five-year contract and give her tenure, but then it hit a snag. 
Why? Because the border regions got involved. Not only have they released a statement regarding that settlement, they also have released the results of an internal review and what it shows clearly and convincingly that members of the border regions got involved in her hiring. It was even to the point where the president did not want Kathleen Banks, who later resigned, did not want to even announce her arrival until after the legislative session because of the optics of hiring somebody who used to work for the New York Times. In this internal review, it shows regents were heavily involved, six to seven regents. It shows the university president lied when she met with the faculty senate. Everything that woman said was an absolute lie, and the report details that. Uh, Greg, Carl, I want to go to you first because, again, uh, they list a variety, the whole timeline of what happened here. And what you have here is undeniable. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, cannot be ignored here. What you have are white conservatives who did not want this black woman hired. Uh, and they, they, the Board of Regents, they've apologized to her. That was one of the demands that I made. They, they, they've had the settlement. But the reality is this here. Uh, you have uh, the faculty, they've been saying this is going to be a chilling effect when it comes to hiring faculty in the future. And this is what we can expect to see by these white conservatives in these southern states. We know what happened to Nicole Hannah-Jones at the University of North Carolina. And so it's the same thing right here. They did not want this black woman, had nothing to do with credentials, had to do with the color of her skin. Absolutely. And they succeeded. Uh, congratulations to Texas A&M, just like the University of North Carolina succeeded in running off uh, my now colleague at Howard, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Um, I say congratulations, of course, tongue firmly planted in cheek. This is just the latest iteration of a long arc of the erosion of public universities. Um, higher education has been in crisis for quite some time. We've seen a number of resignations of presidents over the last few months. Um, some of that is because the expectation of the role of university president is increasingly changing. It's increasingly different. Uh, there's a lot of board interference, and there's a lot of board expectation that college presidents do something that they haven't been doing before. Uh, Howard University just hired a president who is a full-blown academic and an academic administrator. And I would say that that's kind of an outlier these days. People are looking mm -hmm. for business people and folk to grow the footprint of the university and do everything from build bigger football stadiums to bring in more grant dollars. And, and increasingly, higher education is looking like the free market institutions. And that's not the purpose of a university. Essentially, it's not supposed to be. But in this case, you see that trend clashing with exactly what you said, the deeply racist policies, particularly when we start talk, talking about those behind the cotton curtain, those public state universities in the South that are much more interested in whether Negroes can run up and down a football field, which is why the irony of having Professor McElroy sign her contract as if she were a recruited five-star athlete uh, just reinforced that foolishness. But it comes down to this. It was bloody, yes. Yes, the president lied and had to resign. Yes, all of those things are true. But if you're trying to get rid of her, even if by paying a million dollars, you've achieved your purpose. I am sad for, and as you raised holy hell from the beginning, Roland, I'm sad for the students at Texas A&M who will not now have, have not have the opportunity to be taught by her and by the people who will be brought in by her. I'm, I'm sad for the alumni network. They would not have access to her and her network. Ultimately, what these white boys did, they, they, got, they got their woman. They may have to pay her a million dollars, but she's not going to be an Aggie now, is she? Mm-hmm. 
Well, and here's the deal. Well, first of all, she's already nagging because she's a graduate, but they don't want her teaching. And here's I'm the deal. Yeah. To all these fiscal conservatives, to, right, to all these fiscal conservatives, Reese, it's a million dollars of taxpayer money. Mm. And they don't give a damn because white supremacy is priceless, to Dr. Carr's point. And they play for keeps every single time. So they will, I mean, I would like a million dollars. You can discriminate against me and not give me a job <laughs> for a million dollars. But I'm just saying uh, she deserves every penny that she's getting. But to these white nationalists, the million dollars is what, you know? Um, it's, it's not a big deal to them. And they're going to keep paying off who they need to pay off, but the more chilling effect is the is, is the way that it'll be harder to recruit. This is what we're seeing across the country in these Republican trifecta states. They're having issues filling these positions in Florida. And so it really is the students that suffer, and students are going to have to be a little bit more discerning about the institutions that they go to, and are those institutions upholding the values of uh, in terms of hiring the kinds of people that are going to be the most enriching to their education? Unfortunately, some people, um, most people go to school locally, and so they don't have the, the the privilege to relocate to another state that maybe has more progressive leadership, or you don't have these crazy-ass Republicans meddling in their education to the extent that they're doing in these states. But um, it is a loss, and it is unfortunate, but it's another example of Republicans playing for keeps every single time, going after every single position, and leaving no stone unturned. Uh -huh. Candace, Texas a and statement. Texas a acknowledges that mistakes were made during the hiring process related to Dr. McElroy. The leadership of Texas A&M apologizes to Dr. McElroy for the way her employment application was handled, has learned from its mistakes, and will strive to ensure similar mistakes are not repeated in the future. Um, on the commenting on the settlement, McElroy said, quote, Texas A&M University remains in my heart despite the events of the past month. I will never forget that Aggies, students, faculty members, former students and staff voiced support for me, for me from many sectors. I hope the resolution of my matter will reinforce A&M's allegiance to excellence in higher education and its commitment to academic freedom uh, in journalism. She is staying as a tenure professor at the University of Texas uh, at Austin, uh, which, of course, uh, is the, uh, the biggest rival of Texas A&M. Uh -huh. Bing, uh -huh. uh, that is also uh, here. The, you know, the Chancellor, John Sharp, uh, he issued a statement as well. But the other thing is that here, that in addition to this here, uh, they also, um, they also uh, had an investigation over um, a professor who criticized uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. But first of all, now here's the deal. Nobody can say what she really said, but... He, he led to the launch of an investigation. They also admit that uh, how that was handled uh, was also wrong. This, this, but, but, but what I need people, everybody who's watching to understand, uh, who's listening to understand, is that, and this is why I discuss in my book, White Fear, how the browning of America is making white folks lose their minds. What we have to understand is these people are engaged. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. in an Mm -hmm. all-out assault on blackness. Mm -hmm. While we're discussing this, Ed Bloom, the white man who led the effort to give affirmative action in college and universities, today filed a lawsuit against a black women-focused venture fund in Atlanta and is is literally trying to use the 1866 Civil Rights Act against black folks, even though... Now, here's a fun. Keisha Knight Pulliam is involved in this, mm-hmm. Candace. Okay? And their goal is to target a venture capital fund to black women. We know for a fact that in private, less than 2% of all venture capital goes to black people. These white conservatives don't even want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we see two prong. The white conservatives don't want a lot to happen. And I'll go briefly on the professor, since I am a professor. People have to understand that when you are actually applying for a job, that is a tight process that has to be—steps have to be followed. And if not, you are breaking the law. You have to ask all the candidates the same question. There can be no outsiders in the process. You were on that search committee, and when you make that decision, you present the decision, and that's the decision that it is. So anybody along the way, whether they're the Board of Regents, whether you're the chair of the department, if you weren't on that search committee, you are breaking the law. So that's something that that was inevitable, that they would have to have a settlement, because that is not how you run a search committee, and that is not how you select candidates to be a part um, of your of your operation or university. When it comes to Bloom, here's one thing that I think the media uh, is is kind of guilty of, and that is making sure that this man is presented like some lone wolf, one man band who's doing all of these things from affirmative action to, as you said, using an old um, an old law to make sure that racist quotas aren't used in his own words. But that is not the truth. This is a man who is supported by various levels of uh, billionaires, um, leftist groups who support him in everything that he does. And the media is putting him out there and giving him more power than he even deserves, because it, it's just nonsensical. As you said, if you look at the numbers, if you're going to go to court, 
you have to look at the numbers. And the numbers don't make sense in terms of those who uh, invest in organizations uh, and groups like black female-run um, uh, organizations or, or, or investment groups. It just doesn't happen. So I blame the media, but I also blame, just, as you said, the whole uh, uh, the, the white conservatism that's been uplifting him to make sure that he's out here like this superhero doing all these things when there is a machine behind it. And that is how it should be presented. It's not just him, and we do ourselves a disservice by thinking he's just this one guy doing his own lone wolf thing. It is a whole system behind him, and that's how it has to be reported. But the thing, though, Greg, is not going to happen because, frankly, these are these outlets uh, are filled with a number of white folks, and a lot of them, frankly, agree with this. Okay, liberals and conservatives, look. I, I'm tell, I'm here at the NABJ convention in Birmingham. I'm walking past African Americans who are a host of shows, and I know they've said their white producers will not let them book me on the show because mm. they don't like the title of my book because it deals with them. And so we, you know, it, it's like I'm trying to say to the black folks, we better recognize. The war that is going on, and I warn everybody, this was not about critical race theory. This was not about uh, any of that stuff. They want to dismantle any and every program and initiative in academia, in government, in, in, uh, with corporations that deals with equity. I'm Everybody, all y'all black folks in corporate America, and this is where I'm going to need the Executive Leadership Council and the Black Economic Alliance and all of these people to understand y'all, your members can't be satisfied sitting back collecting their nice black bougie checks. All of you black board members have got to wake the hell up because they are going to sue every single company in this country regarding your hiring practices, regarding affinity groups, regarding how you recruit at HBCUs, they're going to sit here and go after everything because these people hate black people and they are largely white conservatives, Greg. No, absolutely. Um, I wish them the best. Again, being facetious. <laughs> their focus of their experiment is crumbling. They're, they're terrified, and they're not just booking you because they don't. They're not booking you because they don't like your title rolling. But we know it's much more than that. They don't. They're not booking because they don't like you. See, there, there's something uh, you know during the summer, the so-called summer of reckoning in 2020, when the National Football League and the National Basketball Association, uh, certainly then the NFL, had a little scared before when they thought they were going to have a whole ass scale, uh, slave rebellion, and even Jerry Jones took uh, the knees. You know, when when you see when you're faced with some people who have decided that they're no longer they no longer care what you say, that becomes a real threat. You've got to destroy them. Ed Bloom, who, whose, whose country and, and philosophy and culture is dying, make no mistake about it, it's dying and it's going to die a painful death, but it's death nonetheless. Is fighting with everything he has, and he should because his funky little worldview is collapsing. So I understand Ed Bloom, and as Candace said, he's not alone, and as you said, Roman, he's not alone. The problem we have is that our people who achieve some level of visibility to in these white platforms and white institutions are, are satisfied with that. And because they are satisfied with that, they are not going to fight with both fists. 
And everybody in those platforms, everybody down there in ABJ that you're interacting with, Roland, they all know you and you know them. And they're not going to risk their little job, their little access, their little badge, their little ability to be in the little room for saying, where's Roland Martin? Where's the independent black media? And as a result, these folk, you know, as Reesia said in Kansas City, they're marching with impunity. The University of North Carolina just announced that they have revised their admissions uh, policies. They are going to make sure that they do everything they can to exclude us from those spaces. But guess what? We have spaces. Yep. Black Star Network mm. is a space. HBCUs are mm -hmm. a space. And so to all of our friends who prefer their little funky little access until they have their throats and with the last bleat from their lips as they realize they've made a mistake, they scream bloody murder and come running back to the race and say, save me, a word. You can't be saved as long as you love your master more than your people. And uh, that's what we're seeing even in this moment. Uh, indeed. All right, folks, hold tight one second. We come back. Six white cops plead guilty to federal civil rights violations. We'll explain next on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, live from L.A., and this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, we're all in this together, so let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. Next on The Frequency with me, D. Barn, the poetess, Felicia Morris is in the house. She's an MC, a recording artist, uh, a hip-hop historian, broadcast journalist, and an entrepreneur. The advantages was I got to do an album and hear my music on the radio and travel around the country with a major label. I was um, label mates with Tupac and Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Welcome The Poetess right here on The Frequency in the Black Star Network. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie. How are you being of service to others? Doing for someone beside yourself is such a big part of living a balanced life. We'll talk about what that means, the generation that missed that message, and the price that we're all paying as a result. Well, now all I see is mama getting up in the morning, going to work, maybe dropping me off at school, then coming back home at night. And then I really didn't have any type of time with the person that really was there to nurture me and prepare me and to show me what uh, a life looked like and what service looked like. That's all on the next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here at Black Star Network. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Devon Frank. I'm Dr. Robin B., pharmacist and fitness coach, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Six former law enforcement officers in Mississippi, uh, Rankin County, have pled guilty to federal civil rights uh, violations re in regard to an abusive case where they just beat two black men. The officers, Brett McAlpin, Jeffrey Middleton, Christian Deadman, Leonard Elwood, Daniel Updike, and Joshua Hartfield made their initial court appearances for their involvement in the beating and sexual assault of Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Parker. The officers 
The officers face charges of conspiracy against uh, rights, deprivation of rights under the court of law, conspiracy to obstruct justice and obstruction of justice. Additional charges of using firearms during the act of violence have been brought against Detman and Elwood, which carry a potential life sentence if convicted. Uh, Jenkins and Parker filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against Rankin County seeking $40 million in damages. Uh, this is, again, a story that we've been covering uh, in a significant way, uh, talking to the attorneys uh, for the individuals involved. Uh, it is uh, really uh, a just a, a stunning, uh, stunning case uh, out of uh, Mississippi. Uh, and again, uh, and let me just read this here. This was the story uh, from WLBT. Uh, it says six former Rankin County law enforcement officers walked into the federal courthouse in downtown Jackson as free men on Thursday. They were later escorted out of Judge Tom Lee's courtroom one by one in handcuffs and shackles in the custody of the U.S. Marshal's office. Joining us right now. Uh, to talk about this uh, is uh, Kareem Muhammad, spokesman for the Mississippi, for the Justice Party of Mississippi. Uh, Kareem, glad to have you uh, on the show. Uh, first and foremost, I'm sorry, also joined by John Barnett, national civil rights activist uh, as well. Uh, glad to have uh, both of you. John is out of Sh uh, Charlotte. John, I want to start with you. Uh, you know, we covered this story from day one. Uh, Malik Zulu Shabazz was on the show talking about what happened here. And uh, this was just uh, stunning and shocking, uh, this beating, and the fact that these two brothers, the fact that they're still living is still what's stunning. I mean, they could have been absolutely murdered, and these cops would have concocted a story to get away with it. That's correct. That's correct. Um, um, Mr. Martin, and thank you for all your help, your support. Your show has allowed us to, to, to get the word out to, to the masses of the people. If you were in court today, uh, Mr. Martin, me and my friends were just looking at each other over and over again. Like, we didn't know about this. We didn't know this happened. It's the first thing I've ever seen in 17 civil rights. I mean, I got to give you these two points. To know that they put the gun in his mouth and pulled the trigger and it didn't work, and then pulled it a second time. And once they realized that it happened, apparently they said it was a mistake, they all huddled on the back porch and put the story together and then came back in and started planting guns and planting meth inside the house that they already had in a car just in case an incident like this would happen. Uh, but today, uh, as we, as historically, we've seen slaves being uh, shackled and brought to America. Today, I've seen six cops in a federal courthouse be shackled and handcuffed and taken in the back. And it still isn't enough because since we've been in Mississippi for the last two months, there's more cases that's popped it up. I'm sure Mr. Cream can talk about that. But it's just, it's so much, Mr. Martin, take three shows because so much stuff was going on with this case that we didn't even know that the DOG was reading, the, the prosecutors was reading this stuff out to us. I mean, it was just shocking. It's totally shocking. Kareem? Yes. Uh, uh, thank you again as well, Mr. Martin, for allowing us with this opportunity. We just want to first definitely say that we thank Attorney Malik Shabazz, along with Attorney Trent for Walker, for uh, believing in us and taking the lead in this legislation, part of this uh, legal battle that we had. We know this is just one. This is just one uh, uh, journey toward our continuous journey of justice for those whose names are known and unknown. But we know we remember 
in 64 when they pulled James Cheney and Michael Schroner and uh, Andrew Goodman from the, uh, the dirt that they were buried in. Before that, they had brought many young black men from the swamp that they never talked about. And so the same thing's going on here in Mississippi. This is an ongoing uh, struggle that we have to get justice for our people. Uh, uh, our uh, great uh, pioneer, uh, Thurgood Marshall, said that um, the white Klansmen used to wear white robes, now they're wearing black robes. But we say the day that we found out when we was in that court. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Room, that Klansmen are wearing blue robes now, and they're hiding not behind white sheets, behind badges. Um, I've got my pound, Candace. I mean, that, that really is, is what we are, are looking at. I mean, when we look at the details here, uh, when we have Malik on and describing, it's absolutely shocking and stunning. Um, but this is also uh, uh, quite fast. How, move, how, how fast this thing moved for them to go to federal court and plead guilty. Yes, yes, and I think, again, back to your show contributing to this, getting the message out. We were on those stations, I won't plug them, but we're voting, CNN, the New York Times is outside now, uh, Washington Post. I think Mississippi was not ready for outside resources. And that's why you're so, so important. I subscribe and I send money to you every month because it's important that shows like yours and others get the message out. I appreciate out. it. Most definitely, most I'm a proud subscriber. Yes. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that it's, it's important that outside resources come in. I tell people all the time, 
Uh, Benjamin Crump, good friend of mine, Attorney Crump is from Florida, but he flew to Minneapolis, sued, got his suitcase, and went back home. Johnny Cochran was in Los Angeles, California, flew into New York City for Luima, won $7 million after he was sodomized by the police department, and then he went back to Los Angeles. So sometimes it's key, because sometimes lawyers inside the city that you work in and inside the state don't want to sue. That's they right. don't want to help as much as they should because they live here and they got to eat here. So I thank God for uh, Attorney Malik Zulu Shabazz again from being on the outside. He's not from here. He's from Maryland. But his family's from this city. That's right. His family's from here. That's right. And we're doing this in, in the memory of spirit of uh, you. Andrew Edwards, you know. That's right. And we're 60 years. But I, I want to add, uh, 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 Mr. Martin, I found out today that out of these six dumb cops, and I'm going to call them the dumbest cops in Mississippi, Five have a high school diploma, and one has a college degree, and he probably barely got that. So I would say that if a doctor works on us and he, he, has the, he needs a degree, if a dentist works on our teeth and they need a degree, some of these guys need a degree. These guys got five high school diplomas, and I'm, I'm almost thinking they will see a D-minus students. And so that's something wow. we have to Candace, so they, yep. education. Candace Kelly. Well, you know, it, it makes me think of the fact that the age of these these men, 27 to 52, according to the Department of Justice, these are men who what they did was so egregious that they went ahead and pled guilty. That is a serious aberration from what we are used to, number one. Number two, you have to think, what did happen exactly between the point where they, where they were sworn in and took their oath to, to protect and serve to this day where they decided to, to, to label themselves a goon squad and, and go and, as you said, shoot somebody in the face, agree to beat them where they wouldn't show in their mugshot, pour alcohol on them, syrup and milk, and then ask them to go wash off the evidence. What type of police officer does that? And what happened in that space to where they took their oath to that day? And I'm wondering, um, from, the, from the both of you, what you think is going on inside, because some indoctrination was taking place that was completely against the grain of when they put up their hands and said, I will protect and serve. I do think a lot of it has to do with education. Often, the less you have, the more vulnerable you are to just dumb ideas. These were probably people who were online a lot, vulnerable, indoctrinated by the algorithm. You know, all of a sudden, you know, the white supremacy in them rolls up, and then they took it out uh, in this in this way, but I am wondering from you in terms of what you think is going on in that station uh, 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 or that precinct uh, with those officers. Absolutely, if I if I may, is that again is that I'm, am I, what I'm saying is that this is not nothing new. This is Mississippi, and again I will refer back to us, one of our older pioneers, the most honorable Muhammad, in his book Message to the Black Man. He uh, rewrote, the, I mean, reprinted the, the letter that was sent to him by J.D. Stone, president of that time. And the letter was sent to the U New York police chief. And he was asked his police chief to allow him to let his Klansmen wear police uniforms. Secondly, I want to say that just as um, uh, George Floyd took his last breath and when he said, I can't breathe, and uh, Freddie... Fred took his last breath, and he said, I can't breathe. We have a young man here, Damien Cameron, whose mother said that when he was taking his last breath, he said the same thing, I can't breathe. Why am I saying that? 
because what we have found out that the police department, these police officers are being trained overseas in, 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 in Israel, and they're being taught how to treat us in the black community, how to uh, come to us and do certain things. And so this is a teamster organization of black righteous supremacist police officers. This is not just in Mississippi. That's why I made the mention. This is Minneapolis. This is in New York City. This is throughout the country. And then you talk about the uh, Reese. Absolutely, but you got to keep in mind: just because they do oath, don't mean that it's not in their DNA. They just that's right. Their forefathers. Gotcha. Yeah, Reese, go ahead. I was. I was curious to know, um, I know there was an, an investigation that found that these officers had been involved in uh, other violent and then sometimes fatal encounters with black men. Is there any indication that the, the cases that, there be, that they were involved in are getting a second look knowing that they planted evidence in this case? And my other question is, what happened to the charges um, for your clients in terms of um, were those charges that were trumped up, dropped and um, expunged from their records? Yes, those charges were uh, dropped. To my understanding, yeah. those charges were dropped. And also, yes, to, to your first point, uh, Damian Cameron is one. Two of the six officers was responsible for his death. So, absolutely, it's definitely a pattern that's been going on for a long period of time. And it, and if you see, I'm holding a book now that was written by a, a, a brother named um, a, 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 a brother Charles Mohammed. His son. His son. In 1991, his wife was the president of the NAACP, and he was the minister of at that time. And his son was arrested in Reckon County, and within 12 hours, he had been sent over to Simpson County, where the other officer that was uh, that was a part of this was from. And within 12 hours, he was lynched. And so, in that and hung inside the jail, inside the jail, and so. Uh, Chuck Ray Lumumba, who we have lost, used to be the mayor here, along with others, researched and found out that there were many cases of young black men being hung the same way. And so, again, we're saying this is Mississippi. But what we are thankful for is that the Department of Justice is now uh, creating an investigation in Reckon County, and they are uh, uh, asking those that have been a victim of this to come forward. And we believe that in a few days, a lot more will come forward. And, Mr. Martin, I also want to add that not only did they get charges, did they plead guilty to these charges today, the, the DOJ uh, is going General. forth, Attorney General is going forth with state charges as well. So just the way they did R. Kelly, they're doing the same thing these cops over here right across the street. From and them. the last part that we want to make, of course, at the bottom end, of, we know that the major reason why this is being out front is because of grassroots organizing. It's because the we is that yep. we were not anymore, that we kept going out. We started right. out with That's one right. or two of us, then four or five of us, then 10 of us, then 20 of us, then 40 of us. And we decided to let them know that we would not stop. And because of that, along with attorneys, That's right. we are where we are today. That's right. I told them we like babies, kids. We don't die, we multiply. <laughs> Greg Carr. Uh, thank you, Roland, and uh, thank you, brothers Muhammad and Martin. And I want to ask you a question, uh, kind of following uh, along as it relates to Rankin County. Um, are these guys 
I mean, they're obviously going to be punished, and we we expect they'll be punished. But we know they're now outliers, as you said, Brother Muhammad. This is systemic. This is structural. We know it well. Do we run the risk of? Well, let me not, let me rephrase this. How do we attack the structural nature of this? continuing threat to black life, particularly given the fact that um, br the brothers are suing, I guess it's still active, they are suing for um, perhaps 400, asking for $400 million from Rankin County. Of course, we know, to go back to the story that Roland was covering a minute ago about Texas A&M, that's going to come out of taxpayer pockets if you do, that ultimately um, convicting a handful of racists in a racist system, um, draining public dollars. Uh, you know, how do we approach uh, uprooting this systemically? And tell us a little bit about Rankin County and why, um, in a county in which the initial prompt, I guess, for this latest act by this goon squad was somebody calling and saying that black people were living in a house with a white woman. Um, what is it about Rankin County? Is Rankin County an outlier? Or is that just par for the course of Mississippi as well? I'll let Brother Cream answer about Rankin County because he's from this general area. But to your first uh, question in reference to what do we do in reference to, you know, is this going to continue to happen? I think the answer is, is that we need to have more stern of black men in this country. You can probably add the years up on one hand. So I think the key is, is that if I was to shoot a precious white female in her mouth, and I would not be getting some type of plea bargain. They're going to be trying to go, they're going to go all out. They're going to try to get 20, 30 years. This is attempted murder. We don't even have hate crime on this list, to my understanding. We don't have hate crime. We got 13 counts. No hate crime. They used the N-word, and then they put a gun in their mouth, and they shot them. That's a hate crime. So there's a lot of things. I think they slipped through the cracks. I think we need to punish them to the fullest extent. And I, I'm really upset. I thought we was getting ready for a trial. I didn't want a plea bargain. You know why? Because plea bargain means it minimizes the punishment. As, for example, you get like 10 years for a charge, where if you take a trial and you lose, you get 20 to 25. So I wish they had a fault. Now, for six of the officers over here, two have Afro-American lawyers, and I know they're feeling bad right now. So I'll let him elaborate on Rankin County. Yeah, thank you. And of course, Rankin County, you can think of Ferguson. It's the same way, predominantly white police officers in 2020 and 2023, which should be unheard of. But that's the way. It's, it's, a, it's a white county. And the language that they said during the time of accustoming those individuals in the home, Michael Jenkins and Eddie Parker, which was, get out of here. Go back to Jackson, Mississippi, where there's all blacks at. Pearl, Mississippi, all those are white counties. And at one time, see, one thing about Mississippi, it has never been a sundown town because black people knew where to go and they knew where not to go. Whereas up north, they had to have sun downtown at a certain time. You knew not to go down there. But in Mississippi, it was always a, been a borderline. And so Reckon County has always been like that. And so that is the, the culture of that area. But when we're talking about opportunity, yep. we're talking about opportunity, we have an opportunity now for black Mississippians to recognize that if we stand up for our own selves, then now we can begin to fight this systematic system of white supremacy, not just in the police department, but in legislation and other departments that are outright controlling this system. All right, gentlemen, we appreciate all that you have done, uh, and we will continue to monitor this case and others. Thank you so very much for joining us.
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Racy, Candace, uh, Greg, we surely appreciate the three of you joining us on the panel today as well. Lots of things we covered, and thank you so very much uh, for your input as well. Folks, that is it. Uh, we, uh, I'm here in Birmingham, now off to uh, several uh, fundraisers for our Birmingham chapter of, of uh, NABJ, some other events as well. Folks, don't forget, support us in what we do. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, please join our Brina Funk Fan Club. You heard those two brothers say they are members of the Brina Funk Fan Club. Look, your dolls make it possible for us to have this show every single day to cover these stories because guess what? Uh, the national outlets, I don't know if any uh, other national media outlets like MSNBC, CNN even covered this story. But guess what? We did numerous times right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered and the Black Star Network. So please, your dollars are crucial. Uh, I've made it perfectly clear. We got to have 20,000 of our fans contributing on average 50 bucks each. That's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. That raises a million dollars for us to be able to fund what we do. Understand something, and I'm not joking, y'all. To run the Black Star Network is $190,000 a month. That's what it actually costs. Uh, and so we are building this. We are not trying to sit here uh, and take a backseat to others. And so when you support us, uh, we support you. And so please, uh, you can contribute. Send your check and money order. P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal or Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Be sure to get a copy of my book. White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Folks, all proceeds of that book go right back into the show. Get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Books A Million. Download your copy on Audible. Folks, that is it. Uh, I will see you tomorrow right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Holla! Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real uh, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roland. Hey, Black, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Pull up a chair, take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives, and we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you but you absolutely need to know. 
So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.